You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. It's the Mike Caltas Show. It's 1025 The Bone, 727-579-1025 or 800-771-1025. The phone number is Galvin. I'm very excited about our next I guest. I know. This is Rob O'Neill. He is a former Navy SEAL, which is something I think we all agree we can never do. Oh, no way. Have you ever seen that SEAL training stuff that yes. they do? In fact, I have questions about and that. And the, uh, the part that they show on TV. Like, because they're not showing you everything. Yeah, that, and I'll tell you that uh, the Demi Moore Navy SEAL movie was enough to make me not want to be in it. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? Although she did look fantastic with uh, short hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob O'Neill is the uh, Navy SEAL that is credited with shooting Osama bin Laden, although he'll tell you some other bullets hit him, but he shot him in the, in the forehead at close nice. range. Yeah. I have, I have so many things I want to ask this guy, but um, uh, he is highly decorated even before the bin Laden. Uh-huh. Uh, he's got like 52 medals and wow. he's been on a bunch of missions he was the first one on the boat that uh saved captain phillips that they made the movie about nice yeah he's so like closest thing to superhero that they actually right. that they actually get so he's uh was in town last night for a fundraiser for chad chronister who is the hillsborough county sheriff who there he is i just i, I was just saying closest thing uh modern day to a uh to a superhero and then this guy too other superhero <laughs> and by the way chad go over that microphone for a second if you don't mind um, you have. I was discussing this on the show yesterday. St- strict competition among the uh, good-looking chairs between you and Naka. <laughs> I mean, you got, you you think you think Rob. You know, you think a sheriff. You think of uh, first of all, you think a small-town, old-school Western sheriff. Big, yes. usually the fat guy with a big mustache. I think, a, I think a Roscoe. The old oh, Roscoe yeah, 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 that's it. The old, the old, the old sheriffs. You know, right. not, the, not the young sheriffs. The two of us are. We certainly break that mold. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, who would win in a fight between the two? Of you? <laughs> It'd never be a you, fight. We work too close. Would you guys too well fight together. at the punch out tonight for charity? <laughs> next punch out? I, listen, I wouldn't yeah, want to fight Naco either. We're, we're, but I'll bring it up. We are doing a lot for for this month for domestic violence, promoting that, and uh, the different charities with um, Valentine's Day coming up. We're actually working together to promote that. So we do a lot together because you know Pasco used to be, as you know, Mike, way up in the north end, and it's not that anymore. Now it's North Tampa. Yeah. yeah, yeah, as, oh, yeah. as we continue to expand, so we were very, very well, and very close. I like to consider myself the most famous person in Pasco County, but I keep getting knocked down. John Cena, the world-famous wrestler, lives there. That knocked me down. Then Nako, once he starts chasing guys with his own car and taking them out, that knocks me down. So, anyway. Well, uh, hey, if you're in the top three, top five, that's, yeah, that's yeah, great. Well, you to the, the good news about John Cena is you can't see him. Yeah. yeah. So, that's totally that's so can you count him? It, the, the funny part is, Rob, is that uh, where I live, north of Tampa, is kind of almost like going out to the country. And, uh, you know, a lot of pickup trucks, a lot of, uh, then all of a sudden a Lamborghini goes by. So oh, yeah. you very well can see <laughs> yeah. him when he's You may there. not be able to see him. You can see his Lambo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was just explaining before you came in that everybody, uh, uh, you know, of course, wants to uh, introduce you as the guy who killed Osama bin Laden. But, man, before that, also, uh, was, was the first guy on the boat in the Captain Phillips situation? I was actually the first guy off the plane uh, to jump. The, I wasn't one of the snipers, but it was that was such a difficult mission because we had never thought of how to rescue someone in a fully enclosed lifeboat being pulled by a Navy cruiser. So we were thinking 
how do we do this? We had everyone come up with a plan. Right. I was a lead jumper, and we'd rehearse that over and over, but we didn't know how to get him, Captain Phillips out. So I detailed in, in the book, uh, The Operator, that, that I just wrote, uh, published in April, the snipers were there simply because they were making sure there was security, nothing unsafe happened. Yeah. While we were preparing to rescue, as we were preparing to rescue, something unsafe happened, and they all took the shots. Yeah. And the, the, the thing's amazing about that, though, talking about... Um, Heroes like these these Navy SEAL snipers were in their own beds four days before those shots in Virginia. Wow! Yeah, their, their, gun, just... their guns don't need to be sighted in. There's going to be time, but their guns are sighted in because the preparation, just the professionalism of these guys I I work with, and uh, that's why I call the book the operator. See, life of the operator. It's not me calling myself that. It's every Ranger, every Green Beret, every SEAL. How the pre- just how they get there, the positive attitudes of getting there, and the preparation um, versus the planning because the perfect plan never really happens. It's, yeah, it's the other stuff around and, you. And you're also there's a part of it that's not that you want to kill anybody, but you're waiting to go to work. I mean, that's just oh, yeah. what you train for it's this not, whole time. It's, it's not even that you want to kill somebody, you want to protect others. Right. And sometimes you need to use lethal force simply because that's that's what has to happen right now. We've seen I've seen it a bunch. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, too much now. I mean, I'm I'm sitting in my office a couple of minutes ago. I got another uh, update on my phone. Another shooting here. Another shooting yeah. there. You can't be prepared for any of that stuff, can it's, you? Oh, I mean, it's 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 a difficult time. It's it's it comes a lot with. Uh, uh, just I mean, people were resorting to violence too quickly now. I think a lot because of video games, because of. Uh, the education that we're not providing and, and just they see it everywhere on social media so it's, it's, it's tough and yeah, the entertainment I, and industry yeah. we're just a more violent society and that's why yeah, I'm, down, yeah. I'm, I'm down here to support Sheriff Connister because we, we were just talking about it on the drive over the way that you the way that you defeat a lot of the evil that there is everywhere not I mean not just places where I've been but places here uh, is is with with uh, community outreach with educating the giving the kids a chance letting them know what's what and not just trying to there's so much into it, but but yeah. I really believe education is is the key to winning a lot of these fights. Not not just the global fights, but the local fights. And and by fights, I just mean the struggles. You know, it's, it, it, sure, it, sure. You got to get out there and let them know there's there, there's another option. You speak to a lot of kids now, and the kids grasp the. Uh like, I have well, to explain yeah. every but, year at 9-11, I have to explain. I have an 11-year-old son to explain really what went down and what it is. And when I was t- I, I was a little bit geeked out that you were going to be here. I was, I'm was i a New York guy. I, I, uh, I was telling my son that you were going to be on the show, and I had to run through who Bin Laden was yeah. with him. It's weird to think that They're not just, teaching a lot of that to yeah, younger yeah, kids. Yeah. Because, I mean, I just I flew down this morning. I, I saw the Freedom Tower this morning. Oh, yeah. And every time you see that, you think of the World Trade Center, what happened here. And it's very important to know what happened and why it happened. Oh, absolutely. And it's yes. not it's not just because of nineteen guys that went nuts. It's because of nineteen guys that want to kill us because we don't believe exactly what they believe. And the education goes on the same. I get asked a lot about that stuff too. And it's you need to educate their kids as well. You can't teach people hate off the bat and expect them to grow up to be normal. Yeah, you need to change the culture, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whether it's local or abroad. Yeah. My nephew is uh, graduating high school this year, and he decided he's going to join the Navy. And my father is in the Navy, but I mean, you know, in and out guys. You know what I mean? Not uh, not lifers. And I I. I I know that there is a certain type of person that will join the military for life, that will become a police officer, police officers, firemen, completely. I just went to the uh, Pinellas fire uh, uh, training thing, and I had to talk to them and go, what is it about you that makes you decide to run into a, <laughs> into a building? There's a certain kind of human being. It is being. a special breed, yeah. I'm, not, I, I'm proud military, to say I'm not that know, guy. Police, law enforcement, first, first responders. responders. Yeah. Yeah. Running towards the, danger instead talking, of running yeah. away talking from Talking about... Um, uh, 9/11 with the the 
iconic picture of the fireman running up as yeah. everyone else is running down, going up to die because that's what he does. Knowing, knowing no, yeah, that this yeah. is not going to work out. This good is not for good. Us. But I'm, I got to get to floor eighty nine. What's the worst feeling and what worst mission you've had on the way out there where you're like this may not be a good the one? The worst feeling is when you're you have an enemy in an elevated position. And they're shooting at you, and their bullets can reach your position, but yours can't. Oh. So there's no there's no point in uh, shooting back because you're going to waste ammo. Yeah. So the best thing you can do is get your friends from the Air Force on the horn and see how long it takes them to get there. Uh, there's one mission, I, I talk about that in the operator, where I got in a spot like that um, where it took an hour of solid gunfire before we had anything show up. And we were outmatched. There was only a few of us on the ground, and we were being surrounded by... Um, well, they won't admit it, but Pakistan military, Al Qaeda, and Taliban all fighting right. against us, and uh, it was it was such a cool story because again, with first responders, pilots, close air support, we had this guy show up, and there's a lot of intricacies that go along with uh, calling close air support. But he realized that we're kind of we got some adrenaline going, and to get rid of it, the first thing he said was, "Just talk to me like I'm a man." Yeah. And I I believe the first thing I said back to him is, "I see why women find you attractive," <laughs> which wasn't part of the nine line. But <laughs> <laughs> when you uh, when you get the call for the uh, well, by the way, we're going to touch back on a second on Pakistan. Mm -hmm. We should be more mad at Pakistan, should we not? I think we're doing the right thing with Pakistan. We shouldn't just be funding people for the case of funding. They can they can. Uh, we knew they knew he was there. They knew oh, he was hiding. Oh, Bin Laden. Out there. Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt he was there. Yeah, yeah. They, they, and we knew he was there. Well, we just had to make sure. We knew it, but we yeah we needed to go in and make sure because if we tell them we're going to work together, and I mentioned this too, um, the, we knew that they'd get they'd go get them. They'd yeah. just pull them out. So yeah, they 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 have their own interests. All of our allies have their own interests, but it's who who ha who's has the most in common with us, and like what what. President Trump is doing right now. He's cutting a lot of the funding to, to the, uh, Pakistan. He's cutting a lot of funding to the Palestinians. He's making Jerusalem the, not making, right, recognizing declaring. and yeah. moving the embassy back. Who are your allies? Who is going to stand next to you in a fight and who's going to harbor the enemy? And it's very obvious when you go to these parts of the world. Yeah, I, and, and would you recommend, like I'm somebody who loves to travel but I, I'm not going there. The way I put it this way is I've been to a lot of countries but if I need to see a pyramid, I'll go to the Luxor. It's in uh. Vegas. <laughs> yeah, there's a very ample yeah. buffet up there. It's nice. Where uh, Are you afraid to go anywhere? No. No. Um, I'd like to be aware of it. Yeah. And, uh, um, well, like even a couple of days ago, there's a shooting in a, uh, they call it a luxury hotel in, in, in Afghanistan. Right. There are no luxury hotels in Afghanistan. And whoever thought it was a good idea to stay, that's a bad idea. So, uh, I would pay attention to what our, our friends at the State Department put out. They do it for a reason. Right. Um, stuff like Haiti. Like, just be aware of this and this time. I'm going to Haiti. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. they, they, that's what they tell people. So just don't do it. Now, other places, um. I, I know I travel to, to Ireland quite a bit, to the UK. I've been to Austria recently. And you just kind of... The world's not as bad as the media likes to sure. say it is. But when there are real threats, which there are, it's, you, wanna, you don't want to get complacent with the potential. Yeah. So, like, you know, hats and sunglasses for me. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to come up with a good fake name. I don't know. Uh, oh, be careful. <laughs> don't, let, don't let that leak out. Don't go, don't go the route of, um, well, uh, well, Ron Mexico or any of that other stuff. Because when yeah, you get yeah. out, you look a dick if they know. You know. Uh, this is Rob O'Neill and Sheriff Chad Cronister that are here with us. I'm great to see uh, you supporting Chad. Chad is a, Chad is a great guy who uh, is one of the few people I believe has his job because he genuinely wants to be there and wants to help out. Doesn't need it, but uh, is there because he believes he could do some good. Oh, and that's, I, yeah, that's exactly, again, that's you. why I Thank flew you. down here to support him all day today. I've got a very busy schedule, but this is important. I'm a big backer of law enforcement, I, and I think uh, Chad and I were talking about some of the drive over. There, law enforcement has, in a lot of places, a more dangerous job than some of the places I was because 
it, it's it, some places it's almost become a fad to to try to to hunt down police officers. Oh and that, yeah, and, yeah. And, it's, and it's 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 sad that we that you need to have that kind of a back to back swim buddy we would call it time mentality here in the United States yeah. just because of bad information being put out about police officers and the misconception of the way they treat people and all of a sudden they're targets. I don't think there's anything wrong with having a certain level of fear of a police officer. When I was a kid, and I knew anybody between the ages of 16 and 19 is a dick for a little while, and you just get your driver's <laughs> license yeah. and you think you're a tough guy. I, remember, I had my driver's license two days and a cop pulled me over on the on the loudspeaker. He goes, stop the car, moron. <laughs> I couldn't fly today, but man, that scared the hell out of me. And when he got out, I didn't do anything wrong, but I knew I'm driving slow now because this a, guy's there. You need to have a little level a of fear. Fi- yeah. uh, uh, slightly fearful respect. Yeah. Hey, I feared my mom growing up, <laughs> yeah. I, and I respected her, but I knew she was always there for me, and that's what we're trying to promote in law enforcement today. You know, we're here for you. It's, it's, it's a partnership. It's not law enforcement and community. It's all one. I, do you guys watch that live PD show? I do. I it's have seen it. Best goddamn thing on TV. What is it? Yeah. Live PD. Live it's where PD. they f- take camera crews, kind of like cops. Almost, yeah, I love cops. But it's a mentality of it being live. It's not exactly oh, 100% okay, live, okay. but they f- they go to different cities and check in when they get calls so you can watch them as they play oh, cool. out. And some of it turns out to be, hey, it's a, we just pulled the guy over. But it shows you... Uh, the lack of respect that people have for police officers. And also shows you the ridiculousness that people think. I mean, I would say 60% of the people that get pulled over don't have a driver's license. Uh, I'm driving with a suspect. It gives you, gives you a different perspective. Yes. It doesn't. There's no editing like cops. It's, right. it's, it's, it's real. It's live. It's live. And mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing to watch. Uh, I, I, I wanted to ask you this, and I'm sure you've been asked a thousand times. When uh, bin Laden is shot, there are a couple of pictures going around the internet. Oh, those are phony all of them all every single one of them yeah the, you guys do we have, we, have take... we have the pictures right and they are somewhere up near the capitol i'm sure where we'll never and see them you'll see them you will uh, yeah there will be a point where someone needs to get reelected, and the bin laden theories are all out there and they need to sh- and they'll show them and then people will be like oh those are disgusting why'd you show them it's like what well, you've well, been asking <laughs> there's no, the that, one I mean, that looked really good that's nah, bad really yeah it's that's not even no uh they um you know, justice does need to be served, but a lot of people don't need to know what justice looks like. It's I, a very I, violent picture. I mean, he got... I shot him at close range with, with a, with a 5.56. It's so weird to hear somebody say, I yeah, shot him. Yeah. When I shot him yeah. in the forehead, right? Yeah, yeah. And, he was close, too, because when I turned the corner to go into his room, I just followed the point man up the stairs through a curtain. He went one way to try to jump on what he thought were suicide bombers. Uh, and so he's giving up his life for the guy behind him. And right. I just saw him do that. I turned, and there's been Laden three feet away maybe, and his hands are on his, his wife's shoulders, and she's sort of being pushed towards me, and he's just he's standing there making a move, not surrendering. And I went up the stairs not because of bravery. I don't know what the point man was thinking. I went up because I know he's in there, and he's going to blow himself up, and I'm tired of thinking about it. Let's yeah. just get it get over it with. There. You and know. then I, I saw him, suicide bomber. He is a threat. And I've dealt with suicide bombers before, and it's scary, it's loud, it's fast, it's permanent, and that's you get rid of them by demobilizing them as quickly as can. And that's when you try to shoot them in the in the in, right in the eye. So when, I did. when the other guy jumped on the on the bomber, what did he do? He well, got him before you could detonate. There or was he no wasn't? there was no bombs. Okay, it was but the you bomb don't know that. Right, right, right. The, the the time you find out if the guy's wearing a suicide vest is the same time you find out if they're pearly gates. Right. Yeah, because <laughs> it's just it ended that fast. Right. That's how it goes. When you see him. Face to face, do you get any, any butterflies? You're like, oh, there no, he no, is. no, no. It was just, uh, it, it was so quick, and we'd done, you know, we training in combat so many times. It, this is, it's, it's, it's muscle memory. I know what I'm doing, but this is just the thing. You go through the, the quick, you know, uh, 
Uh, that's him. He's taller than I thought. Shorter beard. Um, he's a threat. That's his nose. It's him. You got to eliminate oh, him. Right, and like so that. it didn't sink in until after we had, because after I shot him, you know, I saw his young kid, his two-year-old, was in the room, and I remember the thoughts of poor kid, nothing to do with this. I'm a father. Right. We want to move him and his mom to the side, but then other seals are coming in the room, and that's when it's like. Whoa! Yeah, and one of the guys came up to me and he goes, "Hey, he he looked at me. I'm standing there. He goes, are you good?' Yeah, and I said, "Yeah. What do we do now?" Uh-huh. And he smiled and said, "Well, now we now we go find the computers. We do this every night. We've done this hundreds of times." And right. I said, "Yeah, you're right. Oh my God, I'm back." And he goes, "Yeah, you just killed Bin Laden, bro." Yeah, it's like, like kind of like they had showed in the movie where they, they had. Yeah, said. you could tell no one on the mission helped with the movie. Because they sort of got it right through secondhand information, but the stuff that actually happened, which again, I'm plugging my book, yeah. is in the operator. Um, the, the story's incredible. The guys were incredible. I, you I should plug it. It's a, a wonderful I, book. Very I, informative. I have the book. It's and not, I have just, it's it not just entertainment. It's a, no, it's a great and, read. And, and by the way, I did hear you say this, I think, on Stern or one of the interviews that they uh, the government did allow you to, to use that information, correct? Because uh, they knew you were going to write the book. No, I uh, I submitted it to the government. Right, and then because no, I, I had a memoir, and then I I, I don't want I want to do it the right way. I want to make sure other eyes are on it, so they can see whether or not anyone in the future might be effective affected. So I gave it to them, and they were they were good to me. They they went through the whole thing in a matter of months. They did some redactions, so we together made changes on certain uh, names, and yeah. they they edited out the SEAL team we were at, which is funny because you whatever they just said don't say it i'm I'm all good i'm all good um but yeah so this is approved it's the real story it's um and that's why people ask me they're like well what about the controversy is it a controversy this is this is what happened and that's it because they you guys have a like an oath of silence but i mean at this point you know what's funny though is i get asked about the oath of silence and why seals don't write write books i'm like you know what i know and i read about that in about 180 seal books yeah yeah (laughs) that's how you found out about at least five movies (laughs) (laughs) what's uh what's your favorite movie that is about uh, modern day missions. Uh, Lone Survivor Lone is probably Survivor's my great. favorite, and I, we were involved with that one too. Yeah. That was the first thing I did with my secret SEAL team. <laughs> that was the first time we were over there, and uh, I know Marcus, Lone Survivor, and yeah. he's uh, um, just where he was uh, in the Korangal Valley in the Shuriak Valley in Konar Province is pretty much the most dangerous place in the world. And for him to get through that on his own after watching his friends die when it's so easy to give up, yeah. uh, he just. The will to live is insane, and he's uh, you know, he's 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 done an excellent job afterwards. He's a positive guy. Uh, yeah, I follow him on Instagram, and uh, that was a really a great movie. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's you know the ending. Yeah, but the entire time you're watching, that was a like, good movie. They, they had Navy SEALs uh, as advisors on that. And they were really hard on the stuntmen. Like, they would make them redo the jumps off the cliffs because that wasn't accurate. Oh, really? Yeah, it was serious. <laughs> and, they, yeah, they did a great job, but the, the, the actors did, did did awesome jobs. I don't think Wahlberg's as tall as Latrell, but right. he, he, was, he was awesome. I, I like that movie. What about the uh, the Benghazi movie? I was not involved with Benghazi, so I like the movie. I know, but as um, far as somebody who's been on, in, well, in I, it... I know uh, Tonto, and he was there, and, and he helped with the movie, as did the other guys. And, and if they were on, on set, then it's probably pretty accurate. And, and again, just a, a small force fighting Al-Qaeda in a very dangerous place. It, it had to be something like that. And, you know, they, they lost guys, and they had some horrible stuff happen. But it was them, some uh, conventional, well, not conventional, some uh, high tier one army operators. Again, I can't talk right. about. But then uh, other individuals with for certain government agencies that... Apparently fought it out for a, a long time. It's, it's amazing to watch. It's a good even, movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. I've seen movie. it a bunch of times. Me too. That's yeah. the, the problem that I have with uh, 13 Hours is if I'm 
at home getting ready to go work out and I'm just flipping through the channels and it's on, I will sit there and watch the rest of it. Yeah, before it goes, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, how come you still work out? You should just be fat now. You, 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 like, like we were saying today, you, you shouldn't should have, have to pay for any drinks. No taxes. No taxes. Pay taxes. <laughs> Every year, whichever car you want, whatever model, you get the first one off the line. Right. The taxes, I can, if you guys can lobby for that, I'm cool with not paying taxes. <laughs> yeah. If we, uh, I don't mind buying a round every now and then. That's fun. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> right. But I mean, you got you got to be like, if you go into a bar, you, see, if you have a, a friend that you travel with, well, you never want to be the guy. But if your friend can go in a couple of minutes before you and go, hey, you guys know who's coming in here <laughs> well, later, I, you'll never pay you for know, drink I, in your life. I had friends do that. Uh, and um, I, it kind of makes me uncomfortable. I don't, it's no, even yeah. like, hey, the guy that killed bin Laden type stuff. I don't, it's because the whole team and back to the intel, back to the people for years. Um, but I have had to do it before when I put up a monster tab and all of a sudden the owner of the joint just picks it up. So that's, uh, that's cool. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Do you, do you, uh, we all know from that end of the, uh, of the mission was the president and everybody watching in that one room. Yeah. You guys know that they're watching at the time? I mean, obviously, well, you know no, they were, watching. They were watching a feed that could only see the exterior. So oh. the, all they saw was the uh, helicopter crash. And the other one land where we weren't going to, but we did because of a contingency. So that's all they saw. Uh-huh. And even the, the brilliant Admiral Bill McRaven, who was, he was the overall commander in country, he saw it too, but he wasn't really talking to it. He was, he was in a different base. And he, just him being smart, knowing that having the White House freak out right now is not going to help. Right. All he said was he called back and said, hey, obviously there's been a contingency, but my, my men are prepared. They're ready to go. And he had no idea if we were all dead. Yeah. But he's oh, like, but having, uh, having President Obama freak right now is really not going to help the yeah. situation. So we'll just, we'll kind of leave it as it is and then it, we'll see what happens. I have to tell you that, that Zero Dark Thirty was the closest thing for an average person to be there, but now to read your book. And know what it was actually like. Yeah, the, and the, the ending's different. Um, just the, well, not the ending. Bin Laden dies in the book. Too. Right. <laughs> so we, uh, <laughs> but when we got back and and we talked to the, there was a team of women that found him. But the lead woman we showed, and I definitely can't say that. On t- I don't want to say it, but uh, it's cooler, way cooler than any of them. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question. So the operator of the book, which they'll make into a movie, I'm sure, who plays you? Yeah. Who do you want? I always say that I think it'd be kind of fun because it's it's a young me uh, and then it's an older me. So I'm thinking is the kid going up Montana, Kevin Hart, and then The Rock as the seal. <laughs> 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 that, I, I'll tell you. I though. don't know. I th- you know, because I, I get hit with that stuff. Like, uh, you ever see uh, Jake Busey? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's, a, he's kind of... An ugly, good-looking guy like me. <laughs> you do look like kind of like a more handsome Larry Bird. <laughs> no, you. Ha- I mean, I would, I would, uh, I would lay in bed and think about that. Who I'd want to? Not, I, you know, it's if not they, who if, looks if like they, you. If they want to make a movie, that's just an honor to, to get in the process. We're not quite there yet, but we'll see. It'd oh, be, we gotta be there. Yeah, I'm sure it'll we happen. gotta be there. Come on, I want to see that. Everybody, yeah. every man wants to see that. <laughs> uh, I, I have to tell you, it is a, a thrill to meet you. As uh, an American, but as a New Yorker, and anybody affected by uh, you know nine eleven and Bin Laden, it's it's great to meet the man who actually who actually could say well, I went, that. that time I shot Bin Laden. Do you want to tell him how we found out the most American way in the world? All right, so we're at um, Monday Night Raw Wrestling is here in Tampa. That <laughs> That's night. awesome. And at the time, Wi-Fi in the Ice Palace, the Emily Arena here, is terrible. Nobody has a signal; they can hardly get a signal. And um, I don't know who told me. Was it my father? Yeah, but I, I think was so. the one. I get the. I finally get a text. I think it was my dad, and he says, "Hey, I'm here, and Ben Laden uh, was shot." So I run backstage at the WWE, and I tell them that they're live on TV. The sh- it's right as the show's ending, 
and they keep the house lights on, and John Cena, in his jean shorts, comes out into the ring and tells everybody that Osama bin Laden has been compromised. I have oh, seen wow. that. Have you really? That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. To be there, that's cool. Yeah. It was- I, have a, I have a good story. Um, another one. A year, a year to the day of the anniversary... Uh, I had my kids at a water park. We're in the hotel getting ready to change. Right. And we have a, a, a national news station on, and they said, all right, it's a year to the, it's the anniversary of Bin Laden's death. Right now we're taking viewer email. Whoever has the best story of where you were when you found out <laughs> Bin Laden was dead, email us. And so my daughter started freaking out. She goes, Dad, you got to email him and just tell him you were in his bedroom. <laughs> was a couple of feet away from him. I was like, well, yeah, honey, I can't do that. I'm still in the Navy. Uh, uh, not, not to bring it back down again, but I, did have, you, uh, I have kids, man. I don't even... My, I'm not. I didn't kill Bin Laden, and I'm afraid to send my kids out to places. Do you think about that? They, yeah, they, I, I mean, I've been dealing with that since it happened. Yeah, and there's, you know, I don't talk about the security in places, but we're we're, but we're, we're aware of stuff in local law enforcement, um, um, federal law enforcement, certain things that are there. We're 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 aware of it. And I know you don't talk about where you live, but you come from Montana. Yeah, we're the other toughest American in the world. Evil, Evil Knievel, he's from my hometown, from. Butte, oh, Montana. Let me tell you, it must be some in the water. I, out there. I go home every time. I'm like, where's my statue? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming, buddy. It's coming. Pleasure to meet you. Nice to meet you Chad, too. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for uh, for coming in here no, today. Thank you, Mike. Thanks for all your support of law enforcement, our military. You're certainly one of our community leaders, and we can't thank you enough for all your support. Because I recognize that I'm not that guy. I'll help you if, if you're stuck on the side of the road, but if there's a fire or something. That's too much for me. I got. I'm a big pussy. Uh, seriously, if you need me to do any ride-alongs or any of that stuff. Well, I heard the other day you want to be a, a reserve deputy, so uh, yeah, I've yeah. already gotten a phone call. We're in process of making you an honorary deputy. Nice. Bring, uh, bring you on, making sure you're on team uh, Hillsborough County Sheriff's I'm Club. pretty sure I have the same amount of guns as you guys do. So <laughs> what, what, do you ca- what do you carry on a daily basis, can you say? Um, what, would you, what would you carry? I'm so used to six hour that I like. Uh, I've fired it over a million times. Did I just go to the operating system. Um, I, I've noticed, well, from actual... You, you want a 45 or higher. Yeah. People have this will to live thing. That- <laughs> <laughs> Think about this, Mike. 17 years, four, over 400 missions. You, you're you're going to get attached to the gun that you yeah, have. Oh, yeah. I, would, I, would I love that gun. I, you want to hear the big pussy I am? I bought a... Um, a fifty caliber Desert Eagle because uh, it looks uh, so beautiful. Uh-huh. I, I have I'm buying them to collect them. You know what I mean? I'm not sure. I know I'm not gonna do anything. That's a funny I go to the range deal. a lot. I'm afraid to shoot it. It's I have a, not it's, fired it's, it's it yet. It's good. It's good. The guy said to me, What are you gonna buy it for? And I just went uh, uh, home protection. Art. Like, kind of Art. Yeah, he said he goes, This is a good gun for home protection because if the guy that is in your house runs away to the neighbor's house and hides behind the yeah. refrigerator, you can still shoot yeah. Maybe uh, I can get my wife down here to show you how to shoot it. <laughs> I just I feel like that's gonna be the one that makes me put it down like, oh all right, gentlemen, very good to see you both. Thank you for coming that's in here today. Place, good luck with uh with everything. And we are here for you if you need anything. Yeah. Thank you, appreciate it. All right. Thanks so much. The Mike Calter Show on 1025 The Bone.